0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, everybody, Josh Neighbors here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, and on today's show, we are also brought to you by rockauto.com, don't want to forget that. As we get started, rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. Check it out at rockauto.com today. On today's show, we preview the Nationals series with the Tampa Bay Rays. What to know about them. Two games in Tampa on Tuesday and Wednesday. For Nats head home for four games against the Giants. So we'll kind of look at this whole stretch together uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because the games are consecutive, so it's a little easier to preview kind of the stretch. As a whole, in two, I'll actually be heading to DC uh, this weekend for two of the games. We'll be going on Saturday and Sunday. So, very excited to see a full capacity Nats Park, or I believe a close to full capacity Nats Park. Uh, a lot of moving parts this week here at the Josh Neighbors household. So, a lot of you guys know I work at Sirius XM. Uh, their studios are not reopened yet. So, I've been at home in Richmond, Virginia for a majority of the pandemic. They are going to open the studios soon back in, so I'll be able to move back to D.C., but in the interim, I've been home. So we've got painters coming in this week, folks. The painters are in right now, so I'm actually recording this podcast outside. We've got wedding showers happening this weekend. My brother's getting married soon, so they're all coming in town. So, uh, you know, the mom said, hey, get out of town this weekend. So my dad and I are heading to D.C., going to check out a couple Nats games on Saturday and Sunday also. Grandpa Neighbors will be going too. So uh, three generations of Neighbors boys will be heading to Nats Park to see a couple baseball games. Should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, I know some people have um, bemoaned the audio quality at times. So if you guys hear birds in the background and whatnot, I do apologize. You guys do know that I do the best I can uh, to, to provide, you know, the best audio quality. The mic's all good. Everything's good. Just been displaced right now because painters are here this weekend. So the normal studio space that I use is currently being painted. So uh, a whole lot going on right now. Very busy time. Hope you guys don't mind some wildlife. Maybe uh, maybe a lawnmower or two just a touch in the background. But we're making do with what we have this week. Hoping to bring you guys some content. also uh, a locker room will be coming either this afternoon on Tuesday or Wednesday as well. Make sure you guys follow me on Locker Room so you guys can see. All right. Let's get to the show. Let's preview some upcoming Nationals baseball. All right, as I'm outdoors, like I just mentioned, I'm going to be previewing a series that is indoors, right? Because the Nationals are head to one of the few indoor parks that we have across our great country. They head to Tampa, Florida for two games against the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, let's talk about the Nationals first. The Nationals currently sit at 34 and 24. That is good enough, or I guess you could say bad enough for fourth place in the division. So they are in fourth right now. The Miami Marlins are the only team behind them at 25 and 34. Uh, The Nats sit seven games out, excuse me, out of first place. The Mets are 29 and 23. The Braves are three and a half back. The Phillies four back. The Nats seven back. And then the Marlins are seven and a half games out. Ah, right now, the Nationals have lost back-to-back games. They are three and seven in their last ten. So, look, if I'm a Nats here, I take a four-game or I take a two-game split rather. So, you were able to split four with Atlanta. Your defense cost you in back-to-back games. Defense and I just I'll say play discipline caught you uh, on on Saturday and Sunday against the Phillies in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park. So, you lost two of three there, but still. Right now on the road trip, you're still at, at three and four, right? In the seven games, you're around 500. If you finish the road trip four and five, I, I still think they're relatively competitive. Of course you'll take two here. That'd be great. You know, if, if the Nats were able to grab two games right here, you could definitely view this road trip as a success because that means they would go five and four above 500 for a team that is not playing very well right now. Um, or, you know, it's had some difficulties against three teams in the the Braves, who have owned the Nats this season, and the Phillies, who are really good at home, and then, obviously, Tampa, one of the best teams, respective of a league, one of the best teams in both leagues in the entire uh, whole of baseball right now. So, here is your first matchup at seven 10 Let's talk about schedule here 1st Seven ten Uh tonight on Tuesday. You've got the Tampa Bay Rays Washington Nationals from... Uh, The Trop, John Lester versus Tyler Glasnow at 7-10. You can catch this one on Fox Sports 1, or you can watch Masson as well. I just double-checked the schedule. It's also on Masson in addition to being on FS1. So John Lester, talk about him first. Coming off a really good start. Uh, He was really solid in his last game, uh, pitched against the Braves. Five and two-thirds innings, five hits, one earned run. Three K's and that five and two thirds were a strong five and two thirds. It's a good start to June after the month of uh, May was not kind to Lester. And he starts in May, he had a five nine two ERA uh, and 24 and a third innings worked. The Nationals lost four of the five games that he pitched in. So, John Lester, they're going to need him to show what he showed last game against what's been a very productive Rays lineup. So, John Lester. I like the fact that he's coming off a really solid start. I think it's a veteran that can build off that, and against a lineup that's really good, but it's not one of those excellent, great lineups. I think this is somewhere that John Lester could uh, have success and keep the Nats competitive, and that's that's really what you're looking for in a start with John Lester is keeping your team in the ball game. All right, then the other side of things, it is Tyler Glasnow who this season for the uh, for the Rays is four and two with a 2.69 ERA, and uh, he's coming off what was uh, a worse month, I guess you could say. He had an excellent, excellent month of April with a 1.67 ERA in 30, uh, 37 and two-thirds innings pitched. Then he went back and in June, I mean, this is good for most pitchers, but <clears throat> excuse me for Glasnow, a guy who's kind of a presumptive ace, right? 3.62 ERA across the month, three and uh, you know, three 32. Uh, one innings pitch. Now, uh, 3.60, you say, well, you know, that's that's really good. I mean, yeah, for most people it's really, really good. Uh, so uh, I'm just saying relatively speaking for a guy who's the area on the season is at 2.69, uh, it's a whole point higher in that entire month. Now, on the other side of that, uh, the team was 4-1 and one in games that he started, and some of that was providing some run support. He have a couple rough outings, and they're not just typical Tyler Glasnow outings. Um, right now he's coming off a, a game which he pitched and, and lost seven innings Four hits, three earned runs, eight Ks, and two walks in seven innings against the Yankees. So all in all, Tyler Glasnow in some pretty decent form. But once again, he can be had this season. Some. So that's your first pitching matchup uh, on this on the in the two game series that we're about to see between the Nationals and the Rays. In the second one, you're going to get Patrick Corbin on the mound at seven ten tomorrow night. So it's two seven ten. Start times. He's going against Shane McClanahan, who for the uh, for the Rays is a two and one record, a 4.11 ERA, and he's a guy who I think kind of started off the year as a starter. Starter, you know, we use that term, starter, a guy who just starts games, uh, you know, for a team, not like a John Lester, or Max Scherzer type starter, right? But for him, the Rays have been really good when he is pitched. All of June, he made five starts. They won all five of those. In games which he has started, the team is five and two. Now, he's a guy that usually will not go longer than four or five innings. Um, his longest outing on the season was five and a third. But this is a guy that you're going to see you know, in a game with him. Typically, they're going to turn it over to their bullpen with a guy like this. So that's where, what you're going to see with Shane McClanahan um, coming up, a guy that is a quote-unquote starter just 24 years old. He's actually, uh, he's actually two months younger than I am. So, yeah, at, at, at 24 years old, Shane McClanahan, kind of one of their new pitchers, but 2-1 and one with a 4.11 ERA, a guy that's kind of one of those, uh, you know, becoming a starting pitcher type situations. He's kind of on the come up, and they're, and they're working with him right now. For the Nationals, I mentioned Patrick Corbin. And, man, it has been such a difficult year for Patrick Corbin. Um, you know, his last outing five and a third, six hits, four earned runs, a homer, four Ks, and two walks for him in five and one-third innings. And things were going well for Patrick in that start, but things compounded for him uh, in that sixth inning and was not able to make it out of the sixth. So it's been a, an up-and-down year for Patrick. He's 3-5, and five, the 6.28 ERA. The Nats just need more out of him. And in his last um, across his last five starts or four starts rather that he's made, he's given up at least uh, three runs in all of them, and he has not made it to the sixth inning in any of those starts. They'll take six innings of three-run ball, but if he's having a tough time there later in starts, especially, and they're not being able to not able to extend him. It's going to continue to cause the Nats issues, and they're not going to be able to be as successful during Patrick Corbin starts. Now, flip side of that, the Nats this year. Are, uh, they're around 500 actually when he starts. They're one and three in the month of April. They were able to go in the six starts, uh, four and two in the month of May, and they're they're 0 and one now in this month. But yeah, so I mean, on the whole, you know, they're around 500 when Patrick Corbin takes the bump. But also, there's an expectation too that when he does, uh, you gotta you gotta bring the bats. You're gonna have to bring the bats because Patrick Corbin has had some difficulties thus far. But look, as long as he hasn't had any any solid you know, to good outings that we've known Patrick Corbin for. It's about finding that form consistently. And once again, I talked about it for him. It's a whole lot of getting ahead of hitters, not putting yourself in dangerous situations where guys can sit on your pitches a lot easier. He's got to be unpredictable. He's got to be in the He's got to be around the strike zone because he's got good stuff. And if he's around the strike zone more, you know, it'll be in better shape. The guys, the way guys are swinging and missing this year, uh, if you can get ahead and, and, you know, you're not having to throw uh, fastballs, you know, because it's not like Patrick Corbin's got a great fastball, you know, if they've got him, uh, if he's ahead in the count, you know, he's got fastball and obviously that wipeout slider to play with. Um, but, uh, but he has not been able to get ahead as much this season. And for him, you know, the come kind of his blow up innings, uh, there have been quite a few this year. So he's got to work on that moving forward. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll touch on some of the Rays' bats. And then we'll also look forward to what the Nationals have as they uh, approach this stretch for coming up with the Giants, too, right after they play the Tampa Bay Rays. Quick break from today's Locked on Nationals podcast to let you guys know that today's show is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more with a Credit Karma money spend account You can be rewarded for all of your good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? And if you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making those purchases like I mentioned. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for a free account today. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC, maximum balance, and transfer limits do apply. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. They've got thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You can go there today at rockauto.com to see... Uh, Things from engine control modules, to brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks uh, at Rock Auto. And best of all, the prices are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, in their How did you hear about us, Box? That way, they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Okay, so let's talk some more Tampa Rays baseball because that is who the Nationals are playing. They are twenty a uh, thirty eight, excuse me, thirty eight and twenty three on the season. That is good enough for first place in the American League East, a spot which they have uh, taken over. Last couple weeks from the Boston Red Sox were right on their heels. Tampa is 38 and 23, like I mentioned. They are 15 and 13 at home, 23 and 10 away. It's so actually slightly, slightly. They're a lot better on the road than they are at home. They've scored 302 runs, which is second best in the American League this season. So that, uh, that puts them you know kind of towards the tops there in terms of offense. Not a bunch of huge names in that lineup. Uh, They've allowed 227 runs. They've got a plus 75 run differential. They've won back-to-back games. They've won seven of their last ten. So they hold a uh, half-game lead right now in the American League East uh, on the Boston Red Sox. So across the board for them, who is doing the damage? Well, if you assumed it would be guys like Randy or Rosarena and Austin Meadows, then you would be assuming correct, those two guys have been uh, big parts of their offense so far this year and in terms of uh, driving runs in Austin Meadows has been the best for them. He's got 48 runs driven in this year, by far the most in the team by uh, a number of 16. He's got 14 home runs which is uh, among the best in the team. He's hitting 248 this year with a 350 on base percentage that some of the Nats have to watch, slugging at 533, OPS at 883 Manuel Margot has had nice season two, driving in 32 runs uh, for the squad. Randy Rosarino hitting 252, 252 this year, has driven in 27, as has Joey Wendell. Uh, he's hitting 283 on the season, 340 on base percentage. So they've got a litany of guys across the board have done a good job for them driving in runs. Now uh, they did trade Willie Adamas earlier in the season, but obviously I, I think they plan to bring up Wander Franco at some point in time down the line, right? I think he figures to play. And to join that infield, and so I think they're going to give them that'll give them a a boost. And, and Willie Adamas, quite frankly, wasn't playing too well for them. It's good to see. You know, may, might have some success there in Milwaukee, but uh, he was surplus, and they're able to get rid of him. And so this year, you know, for the Rays, it really has been their offense, uh, it, the offense and defense. They've been spectacular. I mean, they they've been really good on both sides. And look, none of these guys in the lineup feel like they're just pure killers. And that's why I said if, it feels like this lineup can be had, and they they do have some games where they can go a little bit cold. Um, the Nationals have to take advantage of that. But they're just a solid-hitting team. You know, they just – when you watch the Rays play – and I've, I've watched them a couple times this year, caught them some against the Yankees a little bit, caught them some against the Mets. Um, it feels like they just don't make many mistakes, and also they make you pay for yours, and that's what good baseball teams do. All right, let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to see what the Nationals have. This coming weekend, kind of the pitching matchups, you know, what things look like for the Nats after this quick trip that they have – Uh, down to the state of Florida, what it looks like when they come home. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You guys are the deal. Football season is on the horizon. Baseball is in full swing. The NBA and NHL are in their playoffs. Boxing and MMA are always happening. Horse racing, I still think, is going on despite the Belmont happening this past weekend. And there's no better place to get in on the action than betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, Head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. You can make an account there. You guys use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus today. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you get an extra 50 as well at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, the Washington Nationals, after this series with the Tampa Bay Rays, are going to go home for four games against the first place San Francisco Giants. So, not a fun stretch for the Nets. Uh, I mean, you know, you always like to, to, to kind of prove your mettle against good teams, right? You, you kind of want to put yourself up to the test. But look, the Nationals this year, if you look at their schedule, I mean, they've played the Braves, Dodgers, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, obviously not, not a great team, but Cardinals again, uh, you know, the Mets. Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, uh, you know, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philadelphia, now Tampa. I mean, all those teams I'm listing—that's you know, basically everybody they've played. They've played so many good teams, and I, I know strength schedule it's tough for everybody, but uh, the Nationals keep having so many difficult tests, and at times they've looked like they could put something together, but not consistently against good baseball teams, and that's been their issue this year. So. I think while this six-game stretch is a challenge, it is also an opportunity for the Nationals to begin to put, uh, put together potentially a good stretch. This is where the Nats could decide, uh, you know, how things look as they head into the summer, how much ground they're going to have to make up as they head into mid-June and, and get into July because here's what they have coming up. So after this two games, they got four games at home, though, with San Francisco. They've got Scherzer against Di Sclafani. They've got Ross against Gosman. Um, that Saturday game, which we believe to be, well, it is Steven Strasburg spot. We'll see what they do. Austin Voth obviously getting hit in the face, and we'll see what his status is going moving forward. We'll see if Eric Fetty is good to go. Obviously, he had that really scary situation with uh, Austin Voth this week. I mean, it broke you know broke his nose, so it's a it's a very unfortunate spot. We'll have to see what they can do. Uh, now in that Strasburg spot I mean you know you lose your starter in Strasburg you lose a guy who kind of replaced him in both right I know he's a bullpen guy Fetty right now still on the mend and, and lost that um lost that rehab start we have no word yet on whether or not Eric Fetty is going to be able to make that start on Saturday I think the hope for the Nationals is that he is and Masson seems to think that uh, Eric Fetty is poised to rejoin the rotation, so hopefully he can take that Saturday spot. He'll face off against Johnny Cueho, and then it's back to uh, John Lester in a Sunday game. He'll take on, it, uh, as it sets right now, Alex Wood. And San Francisco has done such a good job. It, it, it seems like the island of misfit toys, but you think about all these names. All these names they've got in the rotation are guys from other places that we've heard of, right? De Gosman. Gaussman, Cueto Wood, all of these guys came from different spots and have found homes in San Francisco. And I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty awesome to see that, that all these guys have been able to settle into this spot. Now, do I hope it goes that way when the Nationals face off against them? Uh, no. Uh, I you know I hope the Nationals can take it to them some, but uh, these are guys also to the Nationals are not totally unfamiliar with. Right, a lot of these guys have spent some time in the National League. Obviously, Alex Wood, Johnny Cueto spent time, Nash- you know, time elsewhere in the National League. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin Gosman with the Orioles. The Nationals always, always play the Orioles, so you know, they've seen him a decent amount. And remember, Anthony DiScofani Di also spent time with the Reds, too. So the Nationals, uh, you know, some of the older players might not be too unfamiliar with some of the guys that they're going to see uh, in the rotation for the Giants. But the Giants are another one of those teams, man, that – uh, much like the Rays have put it together, have built a strong team and at 37 and 22 first place in the National League West. I don't know if they can keep it up, but damn, it's been impressive to watch them this year. Uh, so the Nationals with that six game stretch, they got to be ready for. It. If they can pull off four and two in these next six games, that would be a statement. Four and two against uh, in, in six games, against two division leaders, four of which are coming at home, a four and two stretch right here. That would be a statement to me that they're trying and that they're ready to turn the corner in some capacity, in some way, shape, or form. They can get it going. But four and two, it's a big ask. But they've got to be ready. They've got to that have got to come out. Uh, you know, metaphorically and figuratively, swinging. Uh, I, some passive bats at times have gotten the best of them. You know, falling behind in counts. Um, you know, taking advantage of situations like that base is low that we talked about where the Nationals. were up one nothing, and we're not able to tack on more runs. Uh, I believe on Sunday, yeah, in Sunday's game, that was the case. They couldn't tack on more runs in that Sunday game. Bases loaded, middle of the order was up. They've got to take advantage of situations such as those when they move forward. One parting note here: I want to say as we get out, Luis Garcia had a red hot week in the uh, in AAA. He was named Player of the Week in AAA, and uh, you know was just raking. Would not be surprised if he makes his way up into the major leagues here. Not right now, but uh, you know, not saying at this moment in time. But he was absolutely ranking. He's been on the, the major league roster so far this week. Um, oh, so, so far this year rather, and he hit 407 this past week in Triple A. four on base, 778 OPS, three home runs, nine runs driven in. So that is something to look at. Maybe Luis Garcia can make his way to the major leagues here pretty soon, depending on what happens. We'll see. But uh, a great week for Luis Garcia. Obviously, I, I touched on the Austin Voth news. Broken nose for him. We'll see the timetable for his return, right? You, you know, Max Scherzer broke his nose. But uh, Austin Voth, you got to give him some time because you're worried about him. And mentally, obviously, he has to come back from that. It's a pretty, uh, I'm sure it's a pretty horrible experience. But a broken nose being hit in the face by that. So uh, so maybe you think an IL stint is going to be uh, in his future. But he walked off the field under his own power. Um, and Mark Zuckerman says that the right-hander would have his nose reset uh, that night. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do here. right? Uh, we'll, we'll see if he's able to rejoin the team, if he heads to the IL. But a lot of questions to be answered there. Another really unfortunate situation for the Nationals Jan Gomes, too. Looks like he is not rejoining the team yet. So at this point in time, I would I would assume that you're going to see um, you're gonna see Alex Avila. He's going to catch the Tuesday and Wednesday games. Uh, Jan Gomes, once again, still out. So we'll see where that goes. No word yet on whether he's gonna hit the IL, but at this point they can still kind of roll with Alex Avila. This week, though, with the six straight games that they're going to play uh, coming up, they're going to have to make a decision on whether or not, you know, somebody else will be available for them. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can follow the show at LO underscore Nationals. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.